Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Felt good to say that again. I'm back, guys. What's up? Nick, thanks for holding down the fort last week. Appreciate no problem. It. I'm glad you're back. Shows. Yeah, we had some good guests, and thank you to everyone that stopped by. It was a, it was a fun time. Fun time. Uh, Adam Hogue here, along with side Nicholas Moriano, and Kyle Williams joining us today. I feel like we need to introduce Kyle to the people a little bit. Oh, yeah. Why don't I you mean, uh, tell our awesome viewers what's up with, with Kyle Williams Media. Uh, follow him on Twitter, at K underscore Williams Media. Yeah, nothing much. I graduated college yesterday, so... Congrats, congrats. Nothing much, he says. I just graduated college. First in my family to do that, so... That's awesome, man. I had my family there. It was just a great moment, emotional moment. Um, And it was... I've been just watching sports. a great time to be a sports fan. Baseball's on, the hockey playoffs... You, the Bears, there's stuff to talk about with football. and None of our teams in Chicago are winning. But, you know, as usual. Yeah, that's usual. You know, I'm used to it. <laughs> uh, the Sky won again yesterday. Did they? What are they, 7-3 and three now or something? Mm, I just make that up. I think he made that up. But, uh, no, I actually looked like, it up there. Did it? Yeah. I want to say they're – look it up. Back. I bet you they're 5-3 and three or 6-3 or 7-3. and three. One of those three. <laughs> I'm probably wrong. I'm excited to be here with you guys. I'm Always talk. Always when I'm ever, whenever I'm in the office, I always talk with Nick about football. And then Adam, I've been listening to you since I was in high school. So this is a pretty cool moment for me. Well, uh, we're glad you're here. We appreciate everybody tuning in today on the uh, live YouTube stream. I'm happy to be back from a a week of vacation. Um, I saw Top Gun. Oh yeah, with my seven year old son. People are like. You can bring your seven-year-old to Top Gun? Yes. I think the first time my son watched the original Top Gun, he was four. Oh, wow. Okay. So, you know, there's the one dicey scene in the middle you probably want to fast forward <laughs> through, but the rest of it's fine. Mm-hmm. They say shit a couple times. Mm-hmm. He's surviving. Yeah. it's, it's it, you know, I'm talking about the original one. The new one is even better, I think, for kids. Yeah, there's nothing. There's one, there's one F-bomb. I will warn you on, which they can get away with oh, now yeah. with PG-13 <clears throat> movies. But that's it. Otherwise, you're fine. It was awesome. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I saw the picture you took in front of the, the poster there. Um, I've already seen it twice. I've already seen you it already twice. saw it twice. And is that why your voice is gone? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly why. Um, 4DX. What does that mean? So here you go. Essentially, the seats move. So every, what? Uh, you know, when the planes move, you move. There's air, there's flashes that go on, and it changes your entire experience. Wait, where do you go do that? Just uh, Gurney, Gurney, um, 4DX, so like randomly air will pop out, but your seats are tilting, moving up, moving down with every single turn that the, the planes do, and it starts from the very beginning. So, Adam, I recommend if you have an opportunity... See Top Gun in 4DX. I mean, that sounds like if I was ever to do that for one movie, it'd probably be this yeah, one. Yeah, I was told that, yes, if you're going to do it, pay the 10 bucks for that movable seat if you could find mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But okay, as, I'm as, sold. No I mean, spoilers. I want to go see it again anyway. I might so. see it again today in 4DX with the, my entire family because I just went with my girlfriend. Yeah. And now my family's like, well, we love the movie so much. We might as well try it in 4DX. So That's awesome. Three, three times, I'm down. You, you know, guys, as far as the, the swear words during broadcast or movies or whatever with children uh, i had a, a a sort of bad dad moment over the weekend that i should probably bring up is that okay uh my daughter and i were we were we, i was solo dadding uh yesterday and the day before for my wife was at a wedding out of town and there was a moment that it just got out of hand a little bit i don't know if this ever happens to you I, she's five and a half and i said Where's something going i said something was effing stupid oh right yeah <coughs> And, you know, probably shouldn't have said that out loud in front of my child. And when my wife got home last night, uh, our daughter, like, said it clear as day. Like, oh, yeah, and dad <laughs> said effing stupid. And I was like, oh, well, that's a problem. So, you got to own that one. <laughs> yeah, that's Wait, she told on you, though? Oh, she tells shame, shame. on everything. Yeah. Wow. She is definitely a narc. That's for sure. <laughs> that's, yeah. Thanks a lot, kid. That's a little ridiculous. Yeah, See, well, I accidentally did that the other day. I was trying to install a baby gate. And uh, those are never oh fun. And I, at one point, I just dropped an F-bomb. And my son was actually helping me. <laughs> um, 
he was like, oh, you said a bad word. I'm like, I know. But, you know, he didn't go tell on me. That's that's law. Well, yeah, that, well, I yeah, I don't know. That's the way it is in my house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, I'm happy to be back. I, let's see, Top Gun. Uh, oh, my son played his first round of golf. Really? We did that last week, which I probably shouldn't. I'm dealing with, like, a busted wrist. I don't know what I did. But I probably should not have played golf with it. That probably made things worse. It didn't worse. help. But, uh, yeah, we just did nine holes, and he's seven, and we got he, he did a good job. Um, and then yesterday, I have you guys ever been to a Chicago Dogs game? No. I got to give them a shout-out. And Sam Brief, uh, who who does the games, broadcasts the games for them, he had, he had uh, my son and I up to the booth. I did an inning with them. It was fun. Like, the, the, the vibe there was awesome. I enjoyed that, it. That's in Rosemont, right? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Rosemont, okay. Very fan. Casey knows all about it. Yeah. We were talking about you on the broadcast a little bit yesterday. Um, we, yeah, it's, I, I said this, I hope it came off as a compliment because I meant it fully as a compliment, <laughs> but it has a spring training vibe to it, mm. which I love. Like, it's just a smaller park. It's, you know, everybody that's there is playing for the love of the game, basically, if they're still mm-hmm. going. And it's very family friendly. You can walk. The concourse is all open. I loved it. It was great. I have to great. check it. We should play our oh. CHO softball games there. The championship game should yeah, be in there. Yeah, that's although there's actually it's, there's actually a softball diamond down the street. That's where oh, it really? should okay. Be played. I am down. Not in the baseball stadium. I'm down. I think it's actually on Jenny Finch Way is where the softball stadium. Mm, that's right. She's a former Chicago Bandit. Yeah. Uh, speaking of women's sports, <laughs> you are correct. Seven and three for our Chicago Sky. Oh, Rating wow! He didn't make champions. it up. Yeah, seven and three. Put some respect on that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna lie; that was a guess. I just happened to get it right. Good guess. So um, I'm not gonna take too much credit for it. Anyway, we are back. Uh, I'm excited to be here, and we have some fun things planned. Look, we are in the dog days of NFL summer, where the mm-hmm. conversation is uh, pretty much all about uh, Deshaun Watson at this point. If we're being yeah, honest. Honestly. And that's not going well for the Cleveland Browns. Um, but we have some fun things that we are going to be continuing to do on the show pretty much on a daily basis to get you through the summer and get you ready for the season. So uh, if you don't already know, Will DeWitt, who is uh, enjoying life in Hawaii right now, <laughs> um, has a great player profile series going on at allchgo.com right now. Player profile coming out every single day um let's see we had deandre houston carson yesterday you have elijah hicks before that yep. so just you just got to go to the chgo bears twitter page or even on all chgo and you'll see literally everybody that that's will's written about so far um and so you can get that content every day on all chgo.com but we're also going to talk about these players on the show every day and then some of you that have been following me for a long time or listen to Hogan Johns or whatever know that I keep player grades throughout the season. And so I thought that this would be kind of a cool time of year to take some of the grades from last year. Um, basically, it's, you know, player review type season and spin it forward to how these players can either improve or keep mm. up what they've been doing from last year or the year prior to that. Um, so pretty much every day from here on out, we're going to be going through a player that I graded from last season, talk about why they ended up there um, and you know what it means and how they can get better. And in this case, we're going to start today with Tevin Jenkins. Um, and we're only going to be talking about players returning mm-hmm. at this point because we're trying to spin it forward to 2022, obviously. So Tevin Jenkins is kind of the big topic today. Um as, you know, he had such a wonky rookie season yeah. that um, it, it almost didn't feel fair to to grade him um, because, you know, he missed the first 11 games of the season, mm-hmm. I think. Then he basically plays only special team snaps yeah. when he's active Initially. for the first time against the Arizona Cardinals. Then he gets thrown into the Packer game at Lambeau Field. Woof. Sunday Which, night football. let's throw a rookie who really hasn't been through a good strength Anything. and conditioning program because he had back surgery in August. Let's leave him on an island right away on the first play. Um, that was so, awesome. That was a good decision by the <laughs> coach. Yeah, that, that went really well. Um, then the only game he played 100% of the snaps was the following week against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. 
So to kind of prepare for this, I, you know, I'd already graded all this out during the season. I actually went back and rewatched the full Vikings game. Um, Goodness. Yeah, which, you know, um, I regret doing that. Quite <laughs> yeah. For being honest, it was a not enjoyable experience. In terms of Justin Fields, boy, you got the full Justin Fields rookie season experience in that game. Yep. You had eight or nine, you know, good plays, a couple special throws, and then you had so many why the hell are you not getting rid of the football moments, taking unnecessary hits, and then it turned out he actually got hurt at the end of that game, remember, because then mm-hmm. he wasn't available after that. Uh, and then we had the Nick Foles experience in Seattle, which was actually kind of fun. That, that game was fun uh, in a weird way. Um, it, and it was just it was so frustrating, like, rewatching some of this because Justin Fields was – there was, like, literally three plays in that game, guys, where – just throw the ball away. Like, and there was a, one time he actually did throw the ball away, but he did it so late, he mm-hmm. took a huge shot out of bounds. I was re-watching the game over there in the just uh, on the side here at the CHO studio, and same thing that you saw. It's like you, you saw like there was a, a nice throw over the middle of the field to Cole Komet, and then there's plays like that. Yeah, It's like you saw everything from Justin Fields, but for Tevin Jenkins – it's like the first play was a holding call. Yes. The very first play yep. on offense, holding call. The third play, he completely whipped on a block. So you saw a mixed performance from, from both those guys. Yeah, but it was better um, than the week prior in Green yeah. Bay. Um, so let's go ahead and throw up kind of my grade profile for Tevin Jenkins, which we'll, we'll have these for uh, every player. But um, – Oh, we actually don't have the number up there. That's okay. Well, that's on the next one. Oh, okay. We got. Uh, you want the you want the actual number immediately? Yeah. <laughs> oh, if we can. Well, let's switch to that one then. All yeah. Right. Sorry yeah. about that. No, that's fine. Um, Look at yeah, that. I thought it all. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought it all be on one. It's all good. Um, so like, as we go through these, basically players get put in the tiers. The way I do this, it's somewhat similar to. I mean, there's so many different – every team kind of has their own grading scale, and I took what is a pretty common one in the NFL and then kind of tweaked it to this system and sort of understanding that, obviously, I am not going to know every assignment on every play. I don't mm-hmm. have a copy of the playbook. Um, I, tr- I had a coach once tell me, hey, just concentrate on, like, the plays where a player clearly make like, was he in on the play and did he make the play? If you do that, at the end of the day, over the course of a season, it's gonna, it's going to, um, you know, grade out mostly accurately. Would we call this H war? This Hogue? something like wins that. above replacement. <laughs> yeah, H war. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> you know, I like um, but so basically, anything below a zero is actually a, a level of like you're trying to replace that player. Now, in Tevin Jenkins' case, and we can go to the next slide here, because he did grade out just below that. We are talking about such a limited sample size. Yeah. Um, most of that goes back, to the, in terms of being a below replacement level player, goes back to the Packer game, which he's getting thrown in there for the first time, in middle of the game, tough situation, on the road at Lambeau Field. And I, I just think that, like, we all saw this. When he came back, you you saw some good signs, but you also saw a guy that clearly had not been really playing football. Mm-hmm. He had back surgery in August, which these are all probably coming off like excuses, but then he can't lift. He can't go through full conditioning for a while. Um, then he gets thrown out there in a tough position against the Packers. I did feel like after that, in what was still... You know, like the Vikings game, for instance. You brought up the two bad plays at the beginning. You watch the rest of that, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like, he leveled out, and then when he came back in against the Vikings in Week 17, where he oddly didn't start that game, uh, Week 18, I should say, um, same type of thing. Like, he, it wasn't anything special, but he kind of leveled out. And so I, I, I hate the fact that he's even getting a negative grade overall, but that is the way it did come out for the snaps that he was on the field. I wouldn't really hold too much of this against him. I would say that you want it to be better, obviously, and you hope that he has a full offseason, is fully healthy. And if he can do that, I still have high hopes for Tevin Jenkins. And all that was on the left side for the most part. So you put him at right tackle, which is a move the Bears seem to be making with him, and you know maybe he can still live up to those expectations. 
I'll say this too, Adam. Like he was playing, or he he wasn't playing at um, Oklahoma State. He was injured there. So then going yeah. into his rookie yeah. season, he gets re-injured again, gets a surgery, and then he's also sw- swapping sides. So yeah. factor all that into the equation. You can see why the grade it is what it is right now. But like you said, you see some of the the snaps later in that game. Like you see him executing some of these combo blocks, getting to the second level. And showing that physicalness that he, he you know, was uh, renowned for at Oklahoma State. So I think that's going to be what I want to see out of him as we see the 2022 season. Um, for me, it's just a lot, a lot of consistency. You hope to see just more. Uh, he's going to make mistakes, obviously, with this being his first true offseason and mm-hmm. season. But you want to just see if he makes a mistake later in the season, he doesn't make that mistake anymore. And I just think him being able to build that continuity with Justin Fields is going to be paramount for the Bears going forward as, you know, they invested a lot in him as a second-round pick. So that's kind of what I want to see, just more consistency and just if you make a mistake in weeks one, two, and three, have shore those up by the end of the season. Yeah, and I, I like think you, you you did see some improvement. Uh, you know, even as I was watching that, that Vikings game, which was, again, the only game he played all season where he actually played 100% of the snaps, um, so, which is why I went back to that game because I'm like, okay, this is – <laughs> this is the one tape the one sample where you actually see at. him. You know, he knows he's going in the game. He's starting the game. He's going to finish the game. Um, and, you know, he was on an island a fair amount in that game and handled it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if every snap, if you're you know, the offensive line coach, you're going to be thrilled with the technique on every single play. But, like, there was one time where he sort of got beat to the edge and he carried him out that direction, kept him going upfield so that, fields could get out and escape to that side and that's like what you're supposed to do in that position so I you know it was it's still a hard thing to fully evaluate with Tevin Jenkins and the position he was in as a rookie Um, and I think the tough thing is is just there's so many examples of players the Bears have drafted high draft picks Mm -hmm. who have then dealt with an injury right away and they've just never been the same you don't want to hold that against Tevin Jenkins just because it hasn't worked out for players before him when you're the three of us who have seen this happen so many times, you just get, you get a little skeptical. Yeah. And that's also the game too, where Tevin retaliated for the late hit that happened on Justin Fields. And that's a side that you want to continue to see not so much the penalty, but the mentality, right? Having that physicalness that, that demeanor that if you hit our quarterback, well, there's going to be something that happens for retaliation. So I think if Tevin Jenkins plays with that attitude, now at a position he's more comfortable with that right tackle, I think you're going to see him be just more comfortable. And he, he did say in his press conference that there are a lot of things that he's learning that are new compared to the system last year that he has to implement this year. So it's going to be a little bit of a learning curve, but because he's at a position at the right tackle spot to where he's he played in Oklahoma State, I think that's going to be good for him moving forward. I saw there was a comment here. Are you guys concerned about like the, the back injury? Tevin Jenkins said he feels good. He says he feels 100%, and that's something that's completely new as opposed to last offseason. So if he's uh, a— Yeah, I am worried about the back injury. You you have to. You have to. But he's doing his Pilates, you guys. As long as he's doing those Pilates workouts, and he said he has, it's strengthening up the core. He's not using as much as the back, and he says he feels good. Yeah, for me, it's just—I also want to see how— he said he lost around 20 pounds, mm-hmm. believe. I want to see how that impacts his game, impacts his style. I know they want to run a more a zone blocking scheme, I believe, and just see how, you know, how he fits going forward with this new regime and Chris, the addition of Chris Morgan to the coaching staff as the you know, offensive line coach. And it's just a lot of new parts that are coming in. So I'm very intrigued to see how they all mess well together, get the best out of Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, and I think that's, um, you know, the – he still looks like a talented player to me, and I do think that if the the back holds up, you know mm-hmm. he can be a, a an upgrade at right tackle over what the Bears have had there. Um, so we'll talk a little bit about I think what are fair expectations uh, in this coming season for Tevin Jenkins. But first, I want to tell you that the best way to support CHGO is to download the PointsBet app. Use code CHGO when you sign up. And if you do that right now, you'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And that's not it, because if you make a $50 more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO locker. $2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, free T-shirt from the CHGO locker. I think I have a bunch of shirts coming today, actually. 
Man, you got it all. Speaking of the sky, I ordered a sky shirt. Okay. I got that coming. Nice Thanks. blue. So, and I honestly forgot to take my sweatshirt off before we started the show, but I do have the White Sox shirt on. I felt like after they won two games in a row, I could finally wear those oh, CHL yeah. Sox shirt. You don't, you don't get two wins in a row from that team very yeah. often. <laughs> but then yeah. I think subconsciously I must have thought against it because then I still wore the sweatshirt. True. You're just used to it. I, I team, forgot. That team's unwatchable. What the last the two days they were. Oh yeah, the last two days they were the teams unwatchable. somewhat watchable. I mean, it's just I, I'm so angry at everything going on in the show White Sox land. It's just <laughs> yeah. I just oh. can't. But Trust me. Hey, they're doing a podcast as well right now. They but, are. Uh, oh. yeah. Thanks for watching us. The show you did with her when you guys were bo- when you guys were just kind of venting. I could really <laughs> just feel just the, the how good it was for you guys to just get that the off of your guys' chest. Yeah. Yeah, usually my wife has to hear it. Um, so it was <laughs> nice to unload it on Herb and Sean for once. Um, you know, like, not I know I'm still in the middle of this read, but the second game against the Cubs, which they actually won mm-hmm. that game, I ha- I walked out in the middle of the 10th inning. I'm like, oh, it's, yeah. it's 85 degrees outside. I am not doing this to myself right now. They, I'm, I'm just not doing it. And I walked outside, and then later my dad told me they won. And I was like, cool. Right. I'm glad I didn't <laughs> watch it. It's just not worth it. No, it's not. Yeah, self care is the best care. Yeah, that's that's what it was. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. But yesterday, I did before we went to the dogs game. I was able to watch those first couple innings where they were up six nothing, and I was foolish enough to think that they were going to have a nice, easy victory for once. Eh, They still won. A win is a win. (laughs) Hey, uh, any questions about any of this with uh, CHGO and PointsBet? Please email PointsBet at allchgo.com. We'll help you out. Your home for live in play betting. Just got even better. Introducing PointsBet's new feature, the live NBA same-game parlay. For the first time ever, build the perfect live NBA same-game parlay only with PointsBet. Combine your favorite bets anytime, and then you can boost them as well. Watch live, parlay live, boost live with PointsBet. Online sign-up is available in Illinois. Download the PointsBet app right now. Register your account from start to finish all from your phone. What are you waiting for? Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with points bet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, bear with me here. I have to tell you about our next partner, Athletic Greens. With one scoop of Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day off right. This mixture of ingredients helps your immune system, gives you energy, and improves your focus, and that's why I take my Athletic Greens, and you should too. What's awesome about Athletic Greens is that it costs less than a cup of coffee a day, and it also helps support better sleep quality and recovery, which we all need. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Bears. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash Bears to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. Man, shout out to Nick. I mean, yeah. he's, you could tell he's just a little bit struggling, struggling today, in, in guys. I'm sorry. It's like the Michael Jordan flu game. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Eh. The, the Nicholas Moriano. I just feel like my podcast. voice in any second is just going to eh, just go out and... I'm just hoping, you know, we're getting close. Finally. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. After the after the week I had last week, I, I don't. Yeah, you, you look. Know. You had to carry the show last week, and now so you're still it, hurting from it. I guess so. Wow. Damn it. Well, you got to work on voice exercises. Drink some tea. Some I did honey. drink some tea. Drink yeah. some Strava it's coffee. Self Strava coffee. Is that a yeah. read today? Yeah. It's not, but now it is. Shout out to Strava. Mm-hmm. Strava. Did you like stop taking your greens for a week? Is that the problem? Actually, I did not take them for the past two days. And bam, hmm. and now you have quote unquote allergies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about fair <laughs> expectations for Tevin Jenkins uh, in twenty twenty two. Coming off really, what was we talk about how not ideal Justin Fields' rookie year was. <laughs> Even worse for Tevin Jenkins. You, know, you don't want to have says, back surgery in August yeah. and then thrown in when you're maybe not quite ready. I'm glad they got him out there mm-hmm. and got him some live reps um, and that he didn't get hurt any further. But um, it is kind of unfair to give him a full evaluation. Um, and I certainly, you know, 
shared the grade with you for what we saw on the field, but don't really think that that's fair at the same mm-hmm. time. Um, and just to give you an idea, so the last four games, um, when I say he kind of like evened out, I think the last game I had um was kind of at that fringe starter level. So I have like categories that these players get put in. Uh, you know, at the top, we're talking about the blue chip type players. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the type of category Roquan Smith in, spoiler alert, was in last year. Probably the only guy there. Okay. Then you have long-term starters. Those are the type of guys that like, okay, you know you can count on them as starters. You want to lock them up long-term. Those are the guys you try to extend. Those are the – it's ideally where you want your draft picks to be playing at that level. We're like, okay, we're going to give them an extension. You draft well. You extend your guys. Then you got guys that are just coming in and they're solid starters for you, but they might not necessarily be guys that you bring back, mm. uh, but they play at a level that they can start. Then you have your fringe starters, and then you know guys who are sort of close, but ideally you probably don't want them starting every week. And then you have the category of more like guys who you know are definitely reserve players and maybe can help you on special teams. Um, so... For me, Jenkins, towards the end, that, that last week when he got in there against the Vikings again, played more like kind of that fringe starter okay. spot. And I think that, you know, just getting him in a position where he plays like a starter, not even that long-term starter, eventually you want him to get there. But since his rookie year was such a wash, if he can just come in and solidify that right tackle spot, um, then that would be a win. Yeah, that would be a win. I think my expectations for Jenkins this year – it's going to be actually the expectations that I had for him last season before the whole back injury came into effect, where he should be a good right right tackle. He should be able to show that he can be a physical presence and that he can be out there. I think if the back is not a concern, like Tevin Jenkins has said it is or isn't, then that's what you expect to see out of him, someone that's going to be physical in the run-blocking game who is still learning because this really is his true rookie season. As being out there as a player, he's gone through all the, you know, going through a game day routine and stuff like that. But this is his true rookie season. So you're going to see some mistakes. It's going to happen. But in terms of being out there, being a physical presence in the run game and being someone you can count on, that's kind of like what I'm expecting. I have Tevin Jenkins, who is learning a new system and is now going back to the right tackle position after getting all those reps in practice for all the weeks or the mental reps, really. Last season, so that's kind of what I'm expecting out of him for 2022. Yeah, he only played 160 offensive snaps mm-hmm. last season, yeah. according to PFF. So it's really hard to gauge, like you, like we've all mentioned, um, how well he played or how well he didn't play. But going forward, offensive line plays just at such a premium in the National Football League. It's just it's hard to find good offensive linemen. So if Tevin Jenkins can develop into a solid starter. That's I feel like that would be a win for the Bears, especially to solidify that right tackle position. You don't have to worry about that. He's physical in the run game, solid in the pass game, and I just think that would be a win for the Bears going forward. Well, just to give you an idea, um, you know that would be a immediate upgrade at right tackle for the oh, Bears yeah. because just to play at a starting level because Jermaine Effetti, who I think played six <clears throat> games last year before ending up on IR – um, he was, he was not playing at, in fact, he was his, the grade I had on him was even worse than the one we just showed you on, on, uh, Tevin Jenkins. So that's not good. Yeah. And then, and that's a veteran in that spot. Um, and then Larry Borum did a little bit better, but Borum went through his own kind of ups and downs as a rookie too. And I don't, so at no point did the bears actually have like a starting caliber right tackle. Mm. Um, then they had didn't Latavius Simmons play that game in uh, Tampa too? Yeah, which yes. may have been the lowest graded offensive line grade I had. That makes sense. Uh, game <laughs> last year, um, it was not, it was not great. So that's that's kind of how you have to look at it. Is like, can Tevin Jenkins just give the Bears something that? I mean, Bobby like Bobby Massey was just a guy you didn't. I have to think about too much. I know, mm-hmm. like, there would be times where he'd get his criticism from fans, but, like, really, that was a solid signing. You brought a guy in who just played solid right tackle for you. 
And he was available. That's like the that, big that's, that's thing. Another that's thing. a huge thing. If Tevin Jenkins is just available for the 2022 season, like even there's been a lot of bad tackle play over the years for the Bears, but you will just take a guy that's just there on a consistent base. Like, oh, yeah, 76 is going to be out there. Yeah, We'll take it. Yeah, so. Availability is uh, the best. Hey, Herb, what's up, Herb? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Herb, Herb Lawrence getting done with the uh, – <laughs> CHGO White Sox show. I don't think he realized that we were on the air as he walked out of there, which nope. is fine. I love Herb. Top five favorite people in the world. Herb's great. He's great, the best. Great last name. Lawrence. Yeah. Oh. I wonder why. Better last name than first name, though? Or wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not cool. Herb actually helped me find a barber. I, I, I needed a barber. I needed a haircut, and my barber was busy this weekend. He quote tweeted my tweet and I was able to find somebody. Yeah. Herb's wow. got connections, man. That's awesome. Love it. Finding barbers through Twitter and Herb. I love it. Yeah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> Ecknerwall23 on Twitter. <laughs> um, all right. So we mentioned uh, that uh, Will has been going through and previewing all these, these players. These are comprehensive reviews mm-hmm. of some of these players. Uh, Today, the one we're going to talk about, and again, you can find all these at allchgo.com, which is where you should go get these memberships. These are actually all unlocked for you. Yep. So if you're not a member, you can still read these. Um, But please check out allchgo.com. Become a member. And DeAndre Houston Carson is the player that we are discussing today who will um, come back to the Bears this season for his seventh season. I believe he's the longest longest bear bear, at this point. Um, with Pat O'Donnell no longer being on the team. Mm-hmm. So um, some interesting things here. I mean, one is DHC at this point has already established himself as a very good, dependable special teamer. You know, he's the epitome of working hard and holding down uh, a job in the NFL mm-hmm. for a six-round pick out of William & Mary to yeah. be, you know, going into his seventh year with the Chicago Bears is a great story in and of itself. Um, but he's obviously a guy that team, you know, the Bears have found value in. And whether it's on the field, off the field, and one of the things I think is cool about what DHC has done the last couple of years is they've been able to find a niche for him on defense a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which you may remember they had started, Vic Fangio started doing that with Sherrick McManus. Yep. Like after Sherrick McManus had been established on the Bears as a special teamer for you know five six years, he started finding little packages to put him on the field on defense. A lot of times as a pass rusher, which was awesome mm-hmm. because Sherrick was one of the more uh, like he had quickness that I don't know that fans just watching the game could ever appreciate. Uh, but that's why he was so deadly as a gunner. Exactly why he could get around blocks all the time. And so while he never became an outstanding corner in the league, why not use that to your advantage in some what were kind of mis you'd think a mismatch of a huge left tackle against a smaller guy, but because he was so shifty, he could just get bend, around. Yep. He could just bend right around them. So I always loved how Vic Fangio did that. Now for D- DHC, it's been a little bit different. They found like kind of dime packages to put him back there. But he gets his he's he's shown a knack for getting his hands on the football. Um and as Will pointed out in his piece, the interception he was able to get against Las Vegas last year covered a lot it, of ground. Was huge. Covered a lot of ground on that play. But you go the season prior to that, where you know Tom Brady's putting up four fingers, like DeAndre Houston Carson's the one batting down that pass over the middle of the field um, to kind of make that whole sequence happen. Like DeAndre Houston Carson has had moments. There was in the 2022 season or 2020 season. It's a game against Carolina. He also had a key interception there. But anytime you've asked him to fill in with those dime packages, he just seems like a guy that knows his assignment, maybe doesn't have the greatest athletic ability, but he's still a- capable of completing his assignments. Yeah. Will noted in his piece that he played a career-high 419 snaps the last year on defense. So he's shown that he can take, take on more in a limited role while in addition to being a special teams guy, a, a key member of the special mm-hmm. teams. And you need guys like um, him on the team just to help you win, set the tone, set the culture, which they're trying to build in Chicago. And as the longest tenured bear, he has a lot of ca- cachet in the locker room. 
And so it's always important to just have him on the field in special teams and in the locker room. And Will also noted that he was sent on a, a career-high 12 blitzes last season. So they did got kind of get him you know, going after the passer a, a little bit uh, too, too when he got out there. So um, to me, just a valuable player doesn't probably get the t- same amount of respect that he probably deserves. Um, but I'm interested to see. So you have a new defense, a much simpler defense that doesn't mm-hmm. use as many sub packages. Um, and the Bears drafted Jaquan Brisker. So I think it would be big for Elijah Hicks, for someone who's lower at end at the depth chart playing that safety position, someone who's probably going to have to contribute on special teams. Mm-hmm. Who do you look towards who's started there and then eventually worked his way onto defense? So that's DHC, DeAndre Houston Carson. So if I see somebody going under his wing, like Elijah Hicks would be a guy that I think immediately can learn a lot from a DeAndre Houston Carson, how to make the most out of being, well, he was undrafted, but working his way onto a roster and then eventually playing some some defensive snaps. That's a good point. Now, they're a little bit different in terms of uh, yeah, the is much more subtle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. personality has already made it very clear that he is a very energetic guy, which I, which I love too. Mm-hmm. Um, DHC is just, I'm telling you, one of those guys that coaches, coaches love. just love right away. Like, I guarantee you, Matt Eberflus, Richard Hightower, already love Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Kyle. I was just going to ask you, you know, you've covered the Bears a long time. Do you have, like, a favorite uh, Houston Carson, like, just story or memory? For for DHC? Yes. Um, That's a good question. Well, I, I mean, I, the impact he had at the end of that Bucks win two years ago, mm-hmm. the big, huge win they had against Tom Brady uh, and breaking that, I, I think that that would – like, that's the game to me that I was thinking of as, like, the DHC game. So maybe, so maybe that, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, sort of being a special teams guy, I am like, I have an appreciation, appreciation for guys for that. like that, that just grind and, uh, do everything that they're asked to do. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's important to have a special teams leader, you know, in your locker room, um, for, you know, guys like you just brought up like Hicks to, to look up to and mm-hmm. uh, to see like, Hey, here's a guy that came from a small school, late round pick that has made a very good NFL career out of it. Yeah. I think in terms of like the hits philosophy too, like I don't think DHC is going to have to work really hard to implement that into his game because he's been doing it his entire career. Yeah. Right. Like that's why he's still on the bears. That's why he's the longest tenured bear. So he's already implement, I, I think already implemented that philosophy. So you always like nomad says on the comment here, is one of those glue guys that every team needs. I completely agree with that. Um, Dan Pompey had a great story a couple weeks ago on Matthew Slater, mm. who special teams ace yep, for yeah. the Patriots. Matthew Slater. I don't know if it'll actually happen because like we're still like, apparently Devin Hester, who's the most obvious uh, special team Famer. guy who should go in first ballot, couldn't go into the Hall of Fame first ballot. So I don't know if there will ever be a spot for a guy like Matthew Slater mm-hmm. in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I, of course, would argue right away that there should be because if you are the best at your position for and you play a football position, like I still think that's football, right, mm-hmm. um, then you should have a place in a museum that's supposed to recognize players like football that. Football players. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just look, if you look at Matt, I'm not saying DeAndre Houston Carson is to the level of Matthew <clears throat> Slater and what he's been in in uh, New England for as long as he has. I think Slater's like 30. Yeah, he's 36 now. Um, But a fifth round pick, 2008 out of UCLA, who never really made it as a wide receiver, could never really be depended on. Almost was, you know, almost lost his job a couple times. Mm -hmm. But talk about a guy who's just always there. Everybody in the locker room loves him leader on that team, captain, those players are valuable. And to see the way that Slater is just continually brought back like by a coach like Bill Belichick. Like that speaks that's, volumes. That's right there. That's why these guys have value uh, for coaching staff. Absolutely. Uh, guys, before we continue this conversation, just have to tell you about PointsBet. If you enjoy CHGO, one way to help us to continue to grow is to download the PointsBet app and use code CHGO when you sign up. 
not only are you going to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000, but if you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of our web content. You'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. If you have any questions, you can email pointsbet at allchgo.com, and we'll help you out. And in case you missed it, online sign-up is available in Illinois. You'll be signing up with the fastest sports book, easier than ever, so you can start living your bet life in seconds. So what are you waiting for once the game starts? Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's great. <laughs> that's, I feel like that's, that's what amazing. today's all about. That's great. Shout out to I, Joey for hooking me up with that. I, I wasn't doing that. Appreciate it, Joey. Yeah, that's, and that's, Lawrence. That's excellent. And for those listening to the podcast, we've, we've put up a picture of MJ from the flu game, and that's uh, Nick's head and Adam's head playing the roles of MJ and Pip. That, that's how I feel right now. Yeah, <laughs> and you, and Adam, you're just making him do all the reads today. I feel like no, no, we it's could okay. Have, it's so uh, true story. After I heard him do the athletic greens one earlier, <laughs> I was going to take that one, but he just jumped into it right there. So I, I seriously was going to take that one. Um, I got through it. I but, think all right. But you know, he this is. This is MJ getting through the flu game. He doesn't. Know, yeah. He doesn't want Scotty taking his shots for him. Yeah, got it. No, just. Uh, like I have another quick question for you, Adam Hogue. Uh, why is your cameras or your phone's flashlight on? Is it? Oh, I have oh. no idea. Look at that. <laughs> Damn. Just I'm just checking. getting in the in fourth the, quarter in the mood. <laughs> just waving the phone around like this. Oh, there we go. Yep. Yeah. We already got bright enough lights as it is with these two yeah, that no you guys kidding. can see. Remember, remember having a lighter at a concert? Anyone remember that? No. I mean, obviously. I mean, yes, but it's much better to have these. Having a what? A lighter. Lighter. Oh, I don't remember. No. Yeah, that was like a thing back in the day. You'd like, you know, it's a, I don't know if it's like one yeah, encore well, or that kind of thing. Now oh, yeah. people just hold up their phones. Well, yeah, it was definitely, it was lighters before everybody yeah. had flashlights on their phones. But and then there was an app that was just a picture of a lighter, but then they just said, <laughs> I actually oh, remember, I remember that. that. I remember yeah. that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Let's just use the camera or the flashlight. It's easier. Um, all right, last thing for the show today is we get all our phones up. Oh, so your green bubble phone does that too? Wow. <laughs> it does. Congrats it's probably that. stronger than most iPhones, just yeah. saying. Okay. <laughs> nice. Why don't you just get a flashlight? Um, did the Akeem Hicks news come down early enough on Friday for you guys? We talked about it on one of the get- events. Yeah. Okay. I think that was Friday. I honestly, like, I'm Maybe very proud Wednesday. of myself for how much I unplugged last week. Actually, I so, think it was Wednesday. Yeah, to be no, honest. it wasn't. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It was because uh, I was. It's talk- been that many days. See, this is yeah, this you, shows you really how unplugged. unplugged that's was. good though. I got yeah. unplugged unplug like yeah. that. Yeah. I I don't think I can. Oh, it was good. <laughs> like I still got the tweet, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's a good spot for him. Which yeah. is all I wanted to bring up. So, what, But this was partly because I watched that Vikings tape. That was late in the season. He was a beast in that game. He was. He was unbelievable. I'm watching this. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to watch this game to watch uh, Tevin Jenkins, but I'm like, all right, since I have it on, I'll watch the defense. I won't fast you know? forward, yeah. Yeah, and, and like Akeem Hicks was all over the field. Energetic this, still, like you said, late in the season, but he fourth was Fourth to last it. game. Yeah, fourth to last game of the season. Just showing you, like, the dude could still play. And yeah. I feel that same way. I think he ends up in a great spot in Tampa where he can go get a ring, uh, potentially. And because they're already loaded on that D-line, like, they could probably put him in a, a position where he can rotate in and out, maybe stay healthier, because that's obviously kind of the big question at his stage in his career. But if he can come in and give you some of those same splash plays where he's just <laughs> – throwing dudes, getting to the quarterback. Um, I think that's a great spot for him. And good patience by him and Drew Drew Rosenhaus is his agent, just mm-hmm. kind of letting the market settle, find a spot where he can go join a competitive team and uh, gets a contract that where, you know, I don't necessarily know at this point, like all the incentives that were built in, but they said it could be worth up to $10 million. Yeah, it's good for a team. I mean, him and Vita Vea, next to each other on a given play, I don't care what offensive line you are. That is a lot to handle in terms of Akeem Hicks, what he can do and penetrate, and Vita Vea being the big guy that he is. Good luck. So I know Akeem Hicks is going to be motivated, but, yeah, the one-year $10 million to play on a contender, play with Tom Brady, you have a chance to win a ring, no Live doubt. In Tampa? 
Live in Tampa, too, not be in <laughs> Chicago anymore? Absolutely. He got good money, too. I mean, you know, yeah. the signing bonus of uh, looking at Spotrack right now is $6.1 million. So, like, that's all guaranteed. Um, it's a good situation. They man. they handle that pretty well waiting. Because waiting, at some point you're waiting so long, you're like, is he done? Mm-hmm. And I kept thinking about it. I'm like, there's no way he could be done. He still had so many plays last year where he looked like Akeem Hicks. Oh, yeah. He just he wasn't always out there the whole time, um, and then I didn't know how much that incident at the end of the season with Chris Rumpf was the D-line was coach. yeah because he had that incident in the locker room, and that was actually after our win. If that was holding him back, and mm. um, but you know if you were to ask me, you know for a player that I just really appreciated covering the whole time he was in Chicago, it would be Akeem Hicks. Like he, first of all, great story where. It's probably Ryan Pace's best free agent signing. I think so. You know, absolutely. finding kind of a diamond in the rough, somebody who just needed to join the right defense, the right team, the right time, and then get him in a position where his career takes off. Then they're able to sign him to a deal that worked out for both sides. Mm-hmm. It was good money. The Bears never regretted the money. There was no reason to. Um, you know, it was, and I was just appreciated how he played football too. So good for Akeem Hicks signing with the Bucks and. Um, you know, I'll be happy for him if he ends up getting a ring out of it. Yeah, the only thing over the past three seasons, he's missed 20 games. So that's a big thing with him. How much a key yep. mix are you going to get? But if you can get a good, you know, 12 games out of him, if they're towards the end of the year, that's going to definitely help the Tampa Bay Bucks and what they want to do. I mean, I got to be honest. Like, I'm not rooting for him to get a ring. I don't want really? Tom Brady to get another ring. Oh. oh. Well, it's not Tom Brady. It's Keem Hicks. Well, I get it. But, like. Yeah. Sorry, bro. You chose the wrong team. I'm not rooting for you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, that, that's I'm not rooting for the Bucks. He always has something. That's the beef with Brady. Enough. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Let somebody like, else win. Yeah. <laughs> I felt nice. that way when he was still with the Patriots. Then once he went to Tampa, I'm like, I'm okay, like, this is kind of cool. Go do it. Ugh. You got to respect the guy. I kind of want to see oh, Tom yeah, celebrating sure. one more. You know, him drunk at the, the championship parade again. He's creative. letting himself loose. I love it. Different side of Tom. Tommy, yeah. we saw that. Now it's it's two years later. Okay. To... Uh, Lawrence also doesn't like Tom Cruise. What? When did I say that? That was like a couple days ago. Did I? Yeah. Oh well, he's a yeah, he's a Scientologist crazy person. So yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I can that understand the argument of not liking Tom Cruise. I if I if you were to say I don't like Maverick, I would have a problem with that. But do you like Maverick? I mean, I haven't seen the new film yet. So what about the old, old one? Maverick. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> oh my god, that's t- twice now since I walked in here. <laughs> Kevin Kadick hated Top Gun. He d- oh, now I don't. I, like I Kevin. didn't say no, hate it at all. <laughs> That's I'm the first saying, person I've ever heard say I did not like Top Gun. I, I I'm just saying it was a film. It was like he's talking about the original yeah, one. Yeah, I know. It was yeah. 40 years ago or however the hell long ago it was. 34. Okay, great. Well, he was kind of criticizing the special effects. He hadn't what seen is? it until he was 36. I'm like, oh, dude, well. do you realize when that movie came out in 1986 that those special effects were probably amazing? Like, what other movie had real F-14s flying around? (laughs) Yeah, I'm fine with all that. (laughs) I'm just over the whole Tom Cruise, like, oh, wow, he does all his own stunts. Who cares? Like, whatever, man, that's great. But it's mainly the Scientology thing, if I'm being honest. Did you see the video with him and James Corden? Yes. No. Where he was really flying him around in, like, a fighter jet? Mm Mm-hmm. No. That was impressive. You got to be impressed a little. You got to be a little impressed. I, I was. Yeah. I don't know. Should, should we be letting he... Tom Cruise randomly fly around fighter jets? Like, is that something that we should be doing? How much money is that wasting? I mean, if it, <laughs> if it entertains me, yes. I don't think it was a it wasn't a government plane. I'm sure it was. <laughs> it was like a <laughs> private airfield, I think. Okay. Yeah. Uh, now, the stuff they use for the movie is a little bit different. The, I think I saw that like it cost them fifteen million dollars yes. an hour mm-hmm. hey. to borrow those F 18s for the movie. Well worth it. Yeah. Yes, Fofo, I'm a hater. Things, That's true. Yeah. I but that money is going to the Navy. They're paying the Navy to use the planes. Just what we need is more money for the military in this country. But okay. that's a whole other Here podcast. We <laughs> Here we go. All right. Hey, nice putt in that uh, the golf outing last week, by the way, with Tom Brady. Oh, is that Aaron Rodgers oh, hit yes, the game when he putt? I did yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was the one sporting event last week I actually kind of scheduled and was like, I want to watch this. I actually missed all of it. It's entertaining. But the highlights. Four. Patrick Mahomes, he's a good quarterback. He's also a good golfer, apparently. He was on fire during that, that round. He do it all, huh? 
Yeah. So mm. I highly enjoy that too. Another thing for my vacation. Um, so I don't know. I don't necessarily root for Brady, but I don't care if they win. I find the Bucks to be an entertaining yeah. football team. I he's, like Tom Brady now. A lot more now than I did with the Patriots. I'll say that. He's just kind of universally the greatest quarterback ever. So at this point, it's, I, I don't really hate him as much anymore. Like another ring. It was the comeback against the Falcons where I, I kind of just threw up my hands. It was like, okay, what do you do but respect the guy mm-hmm. at yes. this point? Um, so I reached that point with LeBron in 2016. Growing up a Bulls fan, 20, 2011. Really hurt me as an 11-year-old. Oh, yeah. Hurt everybody. But 2016, I just kind of let that go. and was just like, you know what? I'm not going to root for LeBron, but that's greatness. So, got to appreciate it. Yeah, see, I'm with you there. I, I kind of agree on that timeline, too, with with LeBron. But, yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. For me, like, Brady, this was like, I mean, yes, he is the greatest of all time. That's great. I've just had enough. Like, he's how old now? I don't even know how old he's. Yeah. He's almost as old as me. Come on. Get out of here. So, <laughs> so you'd rather watch a Bucks game? Let's say the Bucks are on Sunday Night Football. You'd rather Blaine Gabbert be playing quarterback? Oh God, no! But I'd that's rather- what I mean. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with having the greatest quarterback of all time still playing? I'm just saying I don't want him winning another Super Bowl. Okay, I've had enough of that. And all also, right. give me uh, Buccaneer Bruce and the the, tre- the cream skull unis. Give me that all year. Oh, see, oh, now that I, is a take I, I fully yeah. agree with. They should be. Like those should be their permanent uniforms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are nice. I agree. Absolutely, they should be cream skulls. All right, uh, great stuff today, guys. Kyle, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We have uh, Bears have OTAs again. They were off last week. They have OTAs tomorrow, so Nick and I will be there. We'll have the recap um, from everything we learned at House Hall, Matt Eberflus talking, all that. Um, we'll also have another player, grades from last season, that we'll be breaking down. Uh, make sure you're checking out Will's Player Series at allchgo.com. Again, those are unlocked for you there, but please sign up, get the memberships, get those T-shirts. Uh, appreciate everyone. Check out the merch and follow us on Twitter. I'm at Adam Hogue. He's at Nicholas Moriano. He is at K underscore Williams Media, which is easier to say than Will DeWitt's handle. <laughs> yep, the ones. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, thanks to Lawrence producing today. Thanks, thanks buddy. John. Yeah. Tough take, though, with, the, you know, with not wanting... Tom ready to win his. No, I, I'm Super more Bowl. concerned about the Top Gun takes. <laughs> to be honest, that, yep. that kind of bothered me. Oh, I like yeah, I know. Sour Sorry taste about that. that. All right, we're out of here. We'll talk to you tomorrow.